You know, Jojo, when life keeps handing you anchovies, just cover them up with some extra cheese and make a pizza. But like speaking of speaking of patents, patented bear. Yes, speaking of pat patting pat patented bears, corduroy, padding, Yogi, Winnie Smokey. the Pooh, except no longer Smokey. Those are some patented bears, and uh, Cocaine Bear patent. <gasps> cocaine Bear. Patented um, Kung by Fu a Panda, who is a marsupial and not a bear, right? Is that is that true? About Actually, panda bears? I don't think that's true. I think koalas actually, koalas yes. are marsupials. Pandas might very well be bears, but I think they're I also f- more raccoon than bear. I'm not remembering this. I forget this. the marsupial classification quotient. I believe it's pouch related. Yeah, or eggs. It's pouch, or you like are a mammal that makes eggs. The only mammal that lays eggs is the is the noble platypus. Yeah, which is a marsupial. I, yes, but yeah. it's not It's not a one-to-one. You know, Panda. Pat- platypus, a poisonous mammal? I think that is also its um, another claim to its massive fame. Giant panda. I'm not getting what I want out of this <laughs> search. Is a panda a bear? <laughs> I knew that it's not, but I wanted, I wanted it to give me another word, and it's not... Is a panda a bear or raccoon is the first Google suggested. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of like telling me what it is, it just says endangered, vulnerable. And I kind of, however, in 1985 molecular studies indicate the giant panda is a true bear. (laughs) Not one of those fake bears doing it for clout. It's a true bear. I hate those fake-ass pandas chasing trends. You know, all those bears out there trying to... Doing it... Being a bear because it's trendy. Okay? You can't help if you're born a bear. <laughs> you can't... You're you're either born a bear or you're never going to be a bear. I'm sorry. A bear is a bear is a bear is a bear. And I think it's time we Remember exit Lynn... this topic in pursuit of bear. Of bear. Pursued by... Exit pursued. We exit this topic stage left pursued by a bear. Exactly. Exactly. Remember when Lin-Manuel Miranda got up at the Tonys and he was like, bear is bear is bear is bear is bear. <laughs> yeah, and he was dressed. So he had like no that. pants on. He just had like a red shirt. He was Winnie the Pooh in it. Yeah. I, I, uh, 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 Marky Mark is completely bowled over by that phrase. Every time I refer to her as Winnie the Poohing it, she was just like, take it. Whoa, what? <laughs> I love to say that. Yeah, I I love to Winnie the Pooh it. I frequently am. I'm not right now, but you wouldn't know otherwise. Winnie the Pooh is a nicer way to refer to it than, say, like, Donald Duck in it. Because Donald Duck is an unpleasant beast. Yeah, yeah, and there's just something about... I don't know why, because, like, it's a duck or a bear, but something feels less, like, icky about Winnie the Pooh with no pants than... Donald Duck with no pants. I don't like to think about Donald Duck. <laughs> I don't. I don't. If I think about Donald Duck, I'm going to be up all night stewing. Be like, ooh, that, that motherfucker. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, nothing but pleasant thoughts. Rocking right best, off to sleep. Donald Duck. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>
That was good. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you had any of these uh, men in your life, but like, you know, when you're growing up and men yes. are approximately 50, 60 years old, yes. if they had a Donald Duck, ooh, they love to break that out. Oh, yeah. they like, I don't know how to interact around children. This is all I got. And this they always whip it out. And it's always like, a setting where you would rather not be talking to an adult as a child. And yeah, it's chill. There's actually other kids I can talk to here. I have a sibling here with me. Like, we don't really, you and I, need to have much <laughs> interaction at all. Uh, but that is a cool Donald Duck, and thank you for bringing that to my attention. And I never thought it was cool. I just remember being like, I wish I could do that, but I'm not jealous either. Unfortunately, I, we, I've been put on sort of the back foot here. I need to hear your Donald Duck impression. I've never tried <laughs> I've been it's begged time. not to do Kermit, but I don't think I've ever... <laughs> You've been begged not to... Okay, well, pin on the board, pin on the board, pin on the board, circling back around to Kermit. I need to hear the Donald. I need to hear the duck. I can't even, like... You're I think it'll just turn into Stitch. That's okay. Okay, what's Stitch a... Stitch a much better animal. What are, like, some... What are three words that I could try to do as Donald Huey, Duck? Dewey, Louie. Flurrell! Flurrell! <laughs> no, that was pretty see, good. I don't. Mm, I didn't... think you have a gift. I think you're. I think whenever, whenever the current duck dies, I think it's your turn. <laughs> I think it's your time. Like on the like, Donald Duck is such a specific voice. Like when they rebooted Ducktales, and it was all like celebs. It was all like David Tennant as Scrooge, Danny Pudi, <laughs> Bobby Moynihan, Ben Schwartz. Don't this. Okay, well, it happened very recently. Um, when they rebooted it. The only not famous person was Donald Duck because they're like Donald has to. People will not accept if this does not sound like Donald Duck, and we are not gonna hire like a, like a like John Hamm to, to try and do a, a Donald Duck voice. Yeah, though I feel like they could have gotten British actors can do anything. I feel like they could have mm. gotten a British actor to do it. Like you get. You get, like, Charlie Cox or something, or, like, one of those those British actors who are, like, obsessed with doing American accents, like Carrie Mulligan. You get Carrie Mulligan to be Donald the Duck. <laughs> I'm actually very on board for this. Uh, now, I, I believe I was promised a Kermit the Frog impression. No, you said you put a pin in it. Yeah, put a pin board. in it. In a, in a, put a pin on it to do it. Okay, do but it later. once I do it, you're going to beg me to never do it again. I gotta um, know. It's one it of doesn't, those. It doesn't sound anything like Kermit. And it's like I know getting hit in the nuts is gonna hurt, but like I gotta, I gotta know, I gotta learn. You know what I mean? I gotta. I'm a little kid. I gotta put my hand on the hot stove. That's how I know not to do that. Okay, mind you, dear listeners, I used to be really good at character voices, and I just haven't mm-hmm. found my voice again since starting tea. But we'll find a way. Why are there so many songs about <laughs> rainbows? what's on the other side the thing about thank you thank you so much for doing that um the thing about your kermit the frog impression is that it is a spot on goofy it is like a pitch perfect goofy from disney cartoon a different disney owned character that's really funny but i think it might be one of those things where, like, if you tried to do Goofy, you it would not sound as good as the Kermit you just did. Do you know what I mean? What's this, like, little slogan? It's like, uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Bikes. 
Yeah, that's yeah. basically it. Yeah. Thank you so much for acquiescing. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for treating me to that Kermit impression. It's painful because I used to have such range, and now it's just like, what do I have? What's in my? If Lauren is like, give me three characters. What are they? Well, the the, the characters don't have to be like impressions. The character you can just bring in, like you know, Will Ferrell, famously in his SNL audition did a character where he was a person who only did cat-like behaviors. So, like, that could be one of... They, they just do that one again. He loved that. That, that got Will Ferrell higher. You should go into Lord's office and do the Will Ferrell cat guy um, character again. That sounds kind of fun. I just... I want... I want impersonations. Like, I want it. I want You'll find that. it again. <sighs> if anyone has any ideas of who I might sound like, I could do Now's so the time. many things. Yeah. I think your vocal range is in, like, a decent, like, Timothy Chalamet sort of place. So I think you need to, like, bone up on your Chalamet. Okay, okay. I think you, could, seen... I think you could do a good Chalamet. I've seen some good Chalamet out Scratch there. Scratch that. Reverse it. <laughs> Except I put too much whimsy on that. His, <laughs> his line reading in the trailer is, Scratch that. Reverse it. The Wonka it's like, one. yes, honey, give us nothing. Yes, the Wonka, the Wonka trailer. Yeah, it was very, yes, honey, give us nothing. There's... It's yes, honey, give us nothing. It's it's unbelievable how little stink he put on that ball. It's like, I don't know, Skylar Gazondo was sitting like right there. I feel like he could have been your Wonka baby. Um, Timmy is a good actor. I like Chalamet. I like him in basically everything I've ever seen him in. He's not like a whimsical chap. You know what I mean? But he looks whimsical. He looks like um, he should be whimsical, but he he truly is one of our least whimsical actors. And is this one musical? Because they were yes. like, I saw... Okay. Which, huh. have we ever... Has he... Do we have... Has Can he do? I know he went to LaGuardia. What? Where was he going? Where was he flying? Jersey? <laughs> was he flying to Vegas? Where was he going? He went to, I can't tell if you're joking, but he... I, I am joking. Yes, I... I he was like the grade below me, so I knew some Timmy, people... I mean, I'm sure he's been to LaGuardia. You know, I'm he's sure, been yeah. in New York before. He's I'm sure probably he's a well-traveled, well-traveled guy. Yeah, I bet he's been to JFK, too. He's at both. Maybe even Newark. He probably... Yeah. No, Timothy Shelby's probably been to Newark Airport. If I ever meet him, I'll ask him. I'm like, you ever been to Newark Airport? That's your first question. It's, it's, and like, to me, you know, it's like cheaper. It's not, you know, it's a little more inconvenient. It's going to take you a lot longer to get home, but it is cheaper. Yeah. Well, I don't know. With the like Uber fee, is it really that well, I'm not, much cheaper? I'm not Ubering back from Newark Airport. Why? What? <laughs> I am not Ubering back from Newark Airport. New Jersey Transit, it pulls right up to the, to the airport. You just hop on the, you just hop on the train. That's it's a like great four point. bucks. Yeah. It's just a little, it's just a time inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've like checked bags, it's pretty difficult. It's kind of got to be like a short stint. Yeah. You're not wanting to be, I mean, like I can drag like a bag in a backpack. I think that's my, that's my travel load. I'm also rarely going to a place for longer than say like a week. I guess I did do two weeks earlier this year. So breaking, breaking my travel records. Do you think Timothy Chalamet is a light packer? Or a heavy packer. And you can interpret that however you want. I appreciate your allowance there. Timothy Chalamet is a light packer. He has 
a change of clothes. He has some hair product. You know, his 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 face wash, uh, toothbrush. I'm gonna say he has. He's carrying either a Nintendo Switch or a Steam Deck because we know he is a gamer, and um, several chargers. And I think I think he has. I think he has one of those small, rigid carry-ons. Okay. That's my prediction. What do you think? <laughs> Timmy's going on a trip. What's he got? <laughs> I think he's got I think he's got a book that he's mm. not re- I don't think he's going to finish it. But I no think way. he has one. Yeah. He's got like a dog-eared copy of Charlie of the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a he's got a copy of Charlie and the Glass Elevator which he is never going to touch. Yeah, I did read that book growing up. I read that book too. That is quietly one of the most insane books ever written. Sorry, it froze. What did you say? I said that Charlie and the Glass Elevator is quietly one of the most insane books ever written. That is that is stealthily one of like the five most nutso butso books ever put to print. I don't know if you're aware of this, but um Oh, what's her name? Julie Andrews wrote a children's book that really just imprinted on me as a kid, and I, I didn't have it. It's called The Last of the Really Great Wang Doodles, and she created like this <laughs> mythical creature called the Wang Doodle. If an American pitched that book, they'd be shot on the steps of, <laughs> of Penguin. But if a British person comes in and they're like, "Ooh, so whimsical," it was rather whimsical. Sounds uh, like what I got out of it was i used to draw wing doodles and then the other thing i remember from the book is this guy who like realized that he never looked up at the sky (gasps) he always looked at the ground and i think it was like a very rainy london day or something wow and i was like wow i should look up at the sky more thanks julie andrews thank you julie andrews looking up at the sky like vincent d'onofrio's pig I didn't see it because uh, I didn't want to. Vincent Joff, you haven't seen that tweet? Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie Pig. No, that's with Nicolas Cage, a wonderful, beautiful, classic film. Uh, no, but Vincent D'Onofrio, which is actually a good uh, segue to the film that we are nominally supposed to be talking about because Vincent D'Onofrio is in this movie. Um, but Vincent D'Onofrio once tweeted, Pigs can't look up. But I could pick a pig up one night and raise it into the sky and tilt this pig ever so gentle. I can make sure this pig's eyes line up with the stars. Imagine seeing the stars for the first time. I want to be treated that kindly and see the stars for the first time. Whoa. Quoth Mystic Pizzas, Vincent D'Onofrio. That actually really fucks me up in a big way. Yeah, it's actually very beautiful. That's actually like a very profound tweet by one Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, and of course, this is Run the Julias, uh, the only podcast with the very accomplishable aim of watching every Julia Roberts podca- project and podcasting about it. I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and I'm inventing a new game. Uh, on my Mystic Pizza, I would have pepperoni and onions. And I'm Cat Scott. I use they, them pronouns. I'm your other co-host. And on my Mystic Pizza, I would have 
Am I still lactose intolerant, or is the is the mystic quality? I can have whatever pizza. I want. It's your mystic pizza. Okay, I think it would be like a four cheese and truffle based. Whoa. There would be a, there would be a truffle oil in there. There would be. It's I just a I'd... pile of things you can't eat. It's just <laughs> the most glutinous crust Fish, you've ever nuts, <laughs> cheesy. St- <laughs> Um, yeah, cheesy filled, uh, this yeah, all gluten, sounds good. gluten, dairy, fish, and nuts, um, <laughs> on all of it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yes, and welcome back. Episode two of Run the Julias. Uh, and, and we are here to talk about an even earlier Julia Roberts project than our inaugurable Pretty Woman episode. Uh, of course, we're here to talk about 1988's Mystic Pizza. Now, Kat... This was your first time grabbing a slice. This was your it, this was your first bite at the pie. It was, it was. And I realized at the end, I think I realized it at the beginning and then back around at the end that it felt like in the same universe as Dawson's Creek. It's in that same sort of like East Coast, Absolutely. like wholesome neighborhoody, small town, but chilly vibe. Not quite Gilmore Girls. Um, but maybe like what Lorelai, yeah, adjacent, yeah, absolutely. Probably the world that Lorelai was growing up in. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Amy Sherman Palladino's like vision board for Gilmore Girls. I'm sure Mystic Pizza had a little had a little spot on there. Absolutely, that's a good, it's a good point. Uh, yes. Uh, so this is my this is my second go round with Mystic Pizza. Watched it once a couple years ago in Quore uh, with. Uh, uh, my ex at the time at their recommendation, you know, and, and the first time I watched it, I was like, I guess this is kind of boring. This is, you know, pretty mediocre two and a half stars. This time was, was dog sitting with, with girlfriend of the pod, uh, in Jersey and put this on at like midnight, watched the whole damn thing, had a good time. That, that letterbox score up to three stars. And I'm, I'm willing to bet if I watch it again, another half star coming. I think I'm getting I'm getting pizza pilled. I'm getting mysticed in real time. Yeah, I think it does have that quality. I think the more you it's watch it. It's got that it, creep. Yeah. It's got that like this is one of ten VHSs our family owned, mom's favorite movie. Like, oh, at least once a year we had a mystic pizza night where we made or ordered pizza and we watched mom's favorite movie. Like it's hitting. I'm thinking, like, if I had cable and I came home from, like, ugh, a long fucking day of work and I'm just, like, not having it and I was slipping channels and, like, Mystic Pizza was on, I think I'm going to sit down and watch Mystic Pizza. This yeah. is September a nice through movie. May also is yes. an incredible yeah, any, time. When the when those temps just kind of dip a little bit, you know, it's not quite like a winter Little Women-y sort of movie, but, like, sweater weather yeah. Is like this this movie goes down smooth, goes down we like watched a delicious it. slice of pizza pie. We watched it off season for sure. And we it's still hundred percent. But it's kind of nice to watch something off season because then it makes you crave that season. Absolutely. And we're close. We're close to I mean, this is this is the a, a great cable knit sweater movie. Some excellent like New England fishing town sweaters on on display in this picture. Makes you look forward to the months to come. Yeah, it'll be different here because people cosplay 
autumn in LA. They like, they dress as if, uh, and I know I can't because of testosterone. So I'll just be sweating. And then I have a textural issue with sweaters, which is, I think one of my beige flags. I can't Mm. like, I can't wear most sweaters. They have to be usually cotton based. And I love the look of sweaters. I love the vibe of sweaters. I love, I love autumn. I love Halloween. But like, I actually can't really wear one for that long without absolutely wow. feeling horrible and nauseous. Yeah. Wow. I'm so sorry. That's, that's yeah, because here in New York, we have autumn. In LA, they have naughtum. <laughs> yeah, naughty. Um, not, Thank you. Yeah, I had to I had to sit on that for about 30 seconds. And I thought I was going to have an aneurysm. It's one it's, nautical. It's too naughty. It's like yeah. both. Yeah. It really, it really hits. Yeah. Uh, and it's this, this, I don't know. This is just like a warm glow of, it's what your parents would call like a nice movie. Oh, that was a nice movie. This is a, I, I, you just really get to know and enjoy like all these characters. I just want to hang out at the pizza place. I become less interested in this movie the more time it spends away from the pizza place. I want That's true. Yeah, to would... chill at Mystic Pizza. I love the sassy owner who cooks all the pizzas. I love those silly girls waiting all the tables. Like, I, I, I was writing my letterbox review for this movie uh, because I'm insufferable and I like, I was like, God, this would be really good as like a sitcom. Yeah, you know, I was if just we thinking did, that. Like, if we did like an Alice doesn't live here anymore into Alice, the sitcom kind of transition. And then I looked at my review from two years ago and I said exactly the same thing. (laughs) It's like, no, this is powerful. We like mystic pizza, the sitcom, the CBS laugh track sitcom like needs to exist tomorrow. It's perfect. It's it's exquisite. Hold on. I've looked it up. I know, but, but now I have to go on to, chat gpt and see what a scene from that would be oh thank you very much yeah i know this <laughs> did get turned into a musical with music mm. by oh, that's right. lesbian icon melissa etheridge i don't think it ever made it to broadway uh it only made it to broadway in uh the fictional television show 30 rock uh where jenna maroney stars uh in a production of mystic pizza the musical that's really funny. I because forgot about that. Has never been wrong one time. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I one thing that you when you were talking about moms watching Mystic Pizza um, and mom core in general. One thing I was thinking about when I if I attach mom core to this movie, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it in in general movies like this, but movies that like romanticize cheating are so interesting to me. Waitress, yes, is similarly like. Yes. Usually they don't end up with the person, but that that whole like cheating fantasy of her being like 18 with this like guy. Bro. Yeah. yeah. Doing the girls plot line. Uh, <laughs> but with, I, you know what? All credit to Mystic Pizza that she does not end up with the dad in that scenario. That like the movie Mystic Pizza from 1988 is like hip and wise enough to know like that is not built to last. The power dynamic here is fucked. And as soon as like the mother of his child comes back from England, like he's gonna drop the fucking eighteen year old. And and again, all credit to like he gives her you know this huge check like go to college and she fucking rips it up. And who's there to pick up the pieces? Who's there? Who's there? Oh, sassy pizza maker. Who is her real mom? 
Not her fishing mom, who doesn't have time for her because she's always fishing. Real mom. Pizza mom. Pizza mom. Mm. I am glad that we returned because I, I agree. I think I once we returned to the pizza land, I was like, ah, yes, pizza land. Because I get lost when there's multiple romantic plots and none of them mm-hmm. are like couples that I n- really want together. Yeah, I was I was pleased to return. And I was hoping that the Ratatouille critic guy would return when I first saw him. I'm like, I hope we see him again and we probably will. But then I had forgotten about him by the time we reached the end. And I was like, ah, that's good plant and payoff. You want the audience to like have just forgotten about the element before you bring it back. That's when it feels like impressive and good and cool. Um, that's, that's what they teach you in very expensive improv classes. And it's true here. And like, think about, think about Mystic Pizza, the sitcom. Snooty critic comes to taste the pizza. That's a whole episode. That's easy. That writes its fucking self. They're like taking their kind of good, but junky little establishment. They're trying to spruce it up and they're, and they're trying to fix everything up and shellac it with paint. And then the critic comes and he doesn't like it, but then they're like, wait, come back. And then, you know, they undress the place, they make the pizza how they should, and he loves it. Cut, print, 21 and a half minutes. Is there a share screen option on Skype? Definitely. How do I do it? There is at least on my end. I don't know about on your end, but there is just an icon on the bottom of my Skype program that says share screen. Also raise hand, also chat. Oh, there it is, okay. I had to make it bigger. You made you've you've made you've created the chat GPT for Mystic Pizza the sitcom. I did, yeah. Thank you so much for your diligent tech work. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't make me restart Skype though, because then we're not doing that. It should not do that. It should just simply <laughs> give you the option. Uh, I I'm not going to say we never did, but I will say we have not done your uh, chat GPT crazy ex girlfriend script. Uh, so this I'm glad we're I'm glad we're closing this loop. Yeah, the slice of life. All right, so let's. I'll read. I'll read the um, <laughs> the stage directions, and then we can alternate characters. So they're the slice of life. The scene is set in a bustling pizza parlor called. It says Luigi's Pizzeria, but we know it's Mystic Pizza. It's Mystic Pizza. Already an error. The walls are adorned with rustic Italian decor, and the aroma of freshly baked pizza fills the air. The main characters are gathered around a table in a corner booth. The main characters are Mia, a quirky and ambitious young waitress with dreams of opening her own bakery one day someday. Lily, Mia's sassy and adventurous best friend who works as a delivery driver for the pizzeria. I think that's queer coded. Tony, the charming and slightly oblivious owner of Mystic Pizza. Franco, the flirtatious and mischievous pizza (laughs) chef with a heart of gold. (laughs) And Rosa, an older, wise waitress with a no-nonsense attitude. The scene set up, Mia is holding a tray of pizzas, trying to maneuver through the crowd, crowded pizzeria to reach a table. Lily is at the corner, sorting out delivery orders, while Franco tosses pizza dough in the air behind the counter mia balancing the tray carefully excuse me coming through franco tosses the door a bit too dough a bit too high causing it to stick to the ceiling everyone looks up and laughter erupts 
Nice one, Franco. You've redecorated the ceiling. <laughs> That's a new kind of dough art. <laughs> <laughs> the term we're all familiar with, dough art. <laughs> That's a new kind of dough art. What have I said? <laughs> Thank you. Let's see. Franco grins and shrugs, unfazed by the dough-tossing mishap. Careful there, sweetie. Let me help you with those pizzas. Mia hands over a few pizzas to Rosa, and they both head to the corner booth where a family is waiting. Mia, smiling at the family... Here you go, folks. One pepperoni, one veggie, and one supreme pizza. Piping hot and ready to enjoy. Family dad. Thanks, Mia. You always make our pizza nights special. Family mom. And your smile is the extra topping. This is crossing a line <laughs> of waitress and patron. I don't like this one bit. We've, really, we've, we've crossed some sort of uh, Rubicon here. Mia blushes, exchanging a knowing look with Lily. Oh, it's that's gay, too. The mom is, this is gay. This is gay. Uh, am I Lily? I forget. Yeah. Lily walking over. All right, time for a little taste test. Takes a slice of Supreme Pizza. Franco, playfully. Careful, Lily. That's hot and spicy, just like you. Just the way I like it. <laughs> Mia notices Tony walking over to a table of regulars and engaging in a lively conversation. Mia, whispering to Lily, Tony seems awfully chipper today. I wonder what's got him in such high spirits. Maybe the f- he full- <clears throat> Taking it again. Maybe he finally mastered the art of twirling pizza dough without redecorating the ceiling. ha <laughs> <laughs> They both laugh as Franco attempts another dough toss, this time with a more controlled flourish. This is okay. Uh, actually, let's let's finish the scene and then let's I just finish. Thought. It's almost yeah. there. Rosa walks by, catching Mia's attention. Keep, Keep an, an eye on those. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think that was you. Keep an eye on those two. Chemistry like theirs can't stay hidden forever. Wow, really setting up, really setting up the romantic plot line in Luigi's Pizzeria. <laughs> Mia looks puzzled, but before she can ask, the delivery bell rings, and Lily hurries to grab the delivery bag. Gotta dash! <laughs> Someone's craving the cheesy goodness of Luigi's. Uh, Mystic Pizza. <laughs> Mia watches Lily rush out, and then exchanges a curious look with Rosa. The scene ends with Franco and Rosa sharing a knowing glance, while Mia looks on, a thoughtful expression on her face, hinting at the mysteries and romances that might unfold in this charming pizzeria. So, okay, so what do we think, guys? Do we think that AI can replace writers? What did yeah, we- I was just thinking about that. I'm like, the writers are on strike right now. And, like, a huge reason for the WGA strike is exactly this, this chat GPT script that we just read. And, like, people are trying to replace writers with that. Like, that with that. With, with nothing. There was not a joke in that comedy script. I'm sorry, except for new kind of dough art. <laughs> And then there was which also, admittedly is one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. There was a callback to dough art, which was like without redecorating the ceiling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I it's didn't tell those... it to be a comedy. I told it to write in the style of Mystic Pizza. Mm. I I'm Failed. pretty certain that it did not know 
The, no. The, it Chat just GPT saw... has not watched Mystic Pizza. <laughs> no, it has not watched Mystic Pizza, and that is a Chat GPT did not have a mom. Mom did not put on uh, Mystic Pizza on VHS. No, it didn't. It didn't happen. Well, that was. Thank you so much for uh, bringing that to me. Um, if I if I if I might, I have a, I have a slight note for the film Mystic Pizza, and it's okay. four credited writers, which is a lot for a movie like this. This feels like a movie that was written by one person and sold. This movie has four credited writers like a fucking animated movie. Um, we open with the the first attempted marriage of Jojo and Bill, played by Lily Taylor and Vincent D'Onofrio, sort of our mismatched two young hot dummies in love kind of couple. And then that leads to like a dramatic... Uh, uh, falling out and, and, you know, she cuts off the marriage. She does a Julia Roberts, uh, spoilers for real life of Julia Roberts. And it sets up for me, the audience, that this movie is going to be a lot about this likable and interesting romantic pair who kind of have this back and forth despite being on opposite sides of, you know, society's lines. I enjoy these two a lot. Even if, you know, I, I think their plotline has aged a little bit in the last, like, 35 years. They are very much the C story of this movie. We are only cutting back to their plotline very, very occasionally. We get a lot of Annabeth Gish and the architect dad. We get a lot of Julia Roberts and the boring, somewhat hot, rich guy. I want more of these two. They really pop. Also, yeah, now that you say that, I remember when it opened thinking that, oh, this is going to be like the bridesmaid falling in love with the groom based on a look that went between the two of them. Absolute. Which was like a complete misdirection. Yeah, um, just does not does not amount to anything. No, not a not a single hill of beans. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It would have made more sense in a inverse where they like open in the pizza shop and then there's like a flashback to like the wedding day or whatever. Right. Or like this could have been like a four weddings and a funeral kind of deal where like, okay, we're doing a lot of table setting at the wedding. You know, we're kind of setting up every important character dynamic. But no, this is just kind of like the cold open before we know who any of these people are or their relationships to each other. And then... We don't really, it's focused on those two who are not the heroes of our story. You know, and it, it's, it's a very strange structural idea that I don't think fully works. It would have been, you know, if the whole thing had been an alternate pitch for the opening of Mystic Pizza, it's like a hectic, everyone's getting ready for the wedding sort of thing. And there we establish all the character dynamics and and Julia Roberts and her mom and, and Annabeth Gish and her mom and all these dynamics that we need. And then, you know, you have the Conchata Feral character, like being the mother to everyone and playing all these different little parts at the wedding. And again, just establishing who our principal cast of characters are, their wants, their needs, their plot lines for the rest of the movie, that doesn't happen. Yeah. I really liked one of the first thoughts I had watching this was that I, I love when Julia Roberts says a curse word. She says fuck really early on in this. And I'm like, wait, what is this rated for a fuck Ugh. to come so soon? And it was fantastic. And I realized I love hearing Julia Roberts curse. It's it's something I look forward to for the rest of this podcast project. I hope we get to hear a lot more cursing coming out of her. 
it, she's just so fun when she does it. It's just, it comes from a really fun place when she curses. It's, it's liberated. It's unexpected. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel forced, but it, yeah, it's, it's like when your mom curses, it's like, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't I guess I don't know anybody's individual mom, but when my mom curses, it's, it's like a more of an event. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get Julia Roberts here. She's 21 years old when this movie comes out, which is nuts. That's, that's bananas. But she is already emanating star power. It's just, it's flowing off of her. The fucking scene where they're shooting pool. You're like, right. This is the hottest, most engaging person who's ever existed. This is, this is as, as hot and interesting as a character will ever be. She's also like noticeably not to comment on women's bodies all the time, but she has a hot body in this movie and it actually makes me like stressed out about hollywood beauty standards to see her yeah. become so so tiny in the 90s and it's like she was hot here like that ass when she was for- wearing the little dress that like is the bow over the the mm-hmm. decolletage area i'm like this is i think that's when i texted you like this is the hottest anybody. <laughs> this is this is an unbelievably hot person. Which was funny to me because it was like right. You texted me that right when it was like the first scene that she was in in the pizza parlor walking mm-hmm. in, and I was like, yeah, no, she can rock a pizza fit. But I see <laughs> she made that she made that table waiting outfit look good. Yeah, you in your head we were watching exactly the same moment at exactly <laughs> the same time. Yeah, that's good. I mean, listen, I love a I love a lady who can tip over some massive barrels of fish or whatever into like a man's crib. that was an amazing <laughs> when she scene. does the carrie underwood and yeah. it's actually like so almost wasted in it being an accident because it was fucking brilliant it'd be such a good payoff for that to just like happen to a villain that yeah. i was so thrilled that for it to be like oh my mistake i actually was kind of bummed because i was like that was huge yeah, absolutely. That was huge. But, you know, like, they they have that fun little drive date thing. All right. So, Kat, there's a couple of scenarios I want to walk through through uh, that happened in this movie that I want to get. Like, if this were happening to you, mm-hmm. if, you were, if you were the Julia Roberts character in either of these situations, I want to... Or, no, the Julia Roberts character in the date where they are just aimlessly driving, the car breaks down, he has no spare tire, and you have to hitchhike. Is that to you a charming misadventure or a big red flag? A game we can play throughout the Julia Roberts romantic comedies from here to eternity. Is this a charming misadventure or a huge red flag? The the fact that there was a flat tire? Broke down, no spare, you know, like all, all of that. I loved the way they did that. I thought it was fun. It was like, cute. I, it was charming. It was very cute. What would be the red flag there? A, a lack of preparedness in a person. I don't know. Just like a rich person who doesn't have a spare tire. I'm like, what else is wrong with this guy? Um, I think that's now. expected, though. I think that kind of rich guy, you should expect that he actually doesn't know how to change I a could, tire. I could never date that kind of rich guy. I just, it, yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Everybody's got to know how to change it. If you own a car, you got to know how to change a tire. I also, I think they change. know how to change it. He just does not own a spare. Um, now. I don't know how reversed. to change a tire, by the way. Well, I can I can teach you. It's very easy. Okay, yeah, we'll. That's do why it over I don't Skype. get. It's like when people say they don't have to, don't know how to do laundry. I'm like, laundry is one of the easiest things 
in the world. What that do you mean you don't weird. know how to do that? That one is weird because it's like, I how don't... have you gotten to a point? How You're have you an gotten adult? so far? Yeah. Without you having don't to wash know your own how? clothes. Like, yeah. if you want to pay somebody else to do it, you know, okay, whatever. That's your money. That's your prerogative. You don't know how? Anyway. Um, now, another uh, role reversed. You're the rich guy in this situation. You are, you've gone back to your parents' weird beach house thing. You're with your sweetie. They disappear. You find a trail of clothes leading up to your parents' bedroom and then your sweetie is wearing your dad's shirt as clothes. Is that very hot or super weird? Or, I guess both. It was, um... It's hot when Julia Roberts does it. But, like, <laughs> I just... It's hot when Julia Roberts does it. It reminded me of straight people culture because, like... In shows that I watch, like The Bachelor, they're always drawing comparisons of, like, just like my dad. That's just, like, how my dad... I want a relationship, like, how my dad does things. My dad Listen, is like that. We all know that we're all kind of dating people that are somewhat like our parents. We all know it. Everyone's aware of it. We all... It's a tacit understanding that we all have. However, there is an, an equal tacit understanding that we don't bring it up all the time. <laughs> we, don't, we don't say, that is like my dad would do. That's very hot. You don't say it. We, we understand that the human animal is a disaster, but we don't need to bring it up all the time. The human animal is a disaster. And I, you know, that would be title of pod if we weren't doing run yes. the pizza. Yes. Um, run the pizza. <laughs> I um, have a... I have I have a request, and it's if my parents are listening to the pod, you, this is the point in which Turn it you off. should s stop listening because there isn't that much more insight to Mystic Pizza from me that you really need to hear. And now I'm going to go into a story. So mm -hmm. I guess something that I didn't think about and um, didn't process at all but was hot for the other person um, was after a first date. And this was very rom-com. It was a date where we had a first date scheduled the next day, but we were, she was at a protest and she got arrested. Mm. And so I went to bail her out. And when we- Just like Papa. <laughs> and when we returned, we, we hadn't had a date yet before, but mm -hmm. the heat of the- having been arrested and all of the, and having been in jail and all of that, we did hook up in my parents' room. I wasn't wearing any of my parents' clothing. I was wearing this horrible, really big shirt that had little cats all over it. And it said feline groovy. <laughs> and it was like a shirt dress. Oh, I get it. It's like feeling groovy. Oh, yeah. that's very And now, now that I think about it more, that's what she wore. I gave her that to wear after. So it was mm. my parents' room, but okay. she was wearing the feline groovy. So instead of the, the shirt of the dad, it was a feline groovy shirt. But she has reported recently, she was like, that. I thought that was like really hot to like, 
hookup it was like bad but like hot and like kind of fucked up but it was like hot and i was like oh i just like had a bunk bed at the time and thought that that was like a better space also my parents were separating and she just thought that that was a there was something psychologically interesting about how my parents were secretly separating that summer and that is what i did i brought this jailbird back home to their bed or whatever Absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of wrinkles to that story that you just told that I think, you know, I think you're I think you're safe. I think I think you will beat the <laughs> parent trouble allegation. You will beat the Oedipus allegations like you will. You're you're good. Yeah, but she's still convinced that there was something interesting and weird and psychologically there. Could be. I get the like I'm doing something I shouldn't do. That's a classic uh uh sexualism, you know. But also my parents were separating. And, like, they were both out of town because they were secretly separating. Right. And I so just it still never... felt bad even if, like, there was no chance that they were going to, like, walk in. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the the the, mar- the marital bed was already tearing. Tarnished, and then yeah. And to, to then to do that as, like, an mm-hmm. off... I think there was just something interesting to It's, like, the safest her. version of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like... It's like Drinking in the house with your parents' permission. It still feels naughty, but... Yeah. So that's my, um... That's my equivalent. Um... Oh! Oh my god, I just unhooked another memory. I Plug in the house, let's go. I have had sex in the walk-in shower of somebody's mom, and we used her vibrator. We used the mom's vibrator. Mm, okay. Which was so weird. That's weird. Did the the other party use said vibrator on themselves? I th- I mean I think it was pretty commun. I think it was mutual, because yeah. it's communal. I, vibrator. I've said in in the in the past pod, um, gay sex is confusing. Um, Certainly and weird. Yeah, gay sex it's is the village weird. vibrator. Everybody's had a ride. And so, I think in the last pod, I was like, "Is our blowjobs topping or bottoming?" And in this situation, similarly, it's like, I don't know. They probably, I don't think there was like an assigned, I don't remember if there was any distinction. I didn't see your name on it. <laughs> no, I think what's weirder is they like told their mom. They have like no, some, you don't, oh. they have like some relationship with their mom where they like talk about stuff like that. that. kind but of sharing, relationship with your own mother is such a foreign concept to me that said i can't even stratospherically yeah. imagine what yeah. that person and that Sh- dynamic is like sharing I vibrators so, yeah so i think that's, there was something that's, that's hot and weird about that but some front page of pornhub shit like i, yeah, I don't exactly, know exactly exactly yeah. that's 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 a line i wouldn't hey you know i i guess no shame it sounds like everybody's having a good time but uh not for me personally. It was, yeah, I think it was just one of those things where it was just like an incredibly horny moment. And it was like, what are we going to do? You know? Horny doesn't follow logic. Horny no. doesn't Famously. obey society's laws. Famously, you know? it doesn't. A lot of life's situations have occurred because horny doesn't follow logic. Yeah. A lot of horny, us I- are here because of that. Us are here because horny doesn't follow logic. Horny doesn't. It's just it. It obey. There's there's separate horny laws. You know. And we become humans because of those silly decisions. 
Yeah, the human animal is a disaster, <laughs> as I believe I just said. Uh, and it maintains true, true here. And it's usually a product of horny doesn't follow logic. Like, we were yeah. born because our parents were irresponsible in the night. Yeah, because our parents made some bad marital decisions. <laughs> Both of ours. And now we're here, yeah. talking about Mystic Pizza. You know what? God has a plan. And <laughs> if you believed paint a in God... Picture, what'd you say? If you believed in God, God would have a plan. God would have a plan. Um, yeah, you, in order to paint a beautiful picture you need to use some dark colors those dark colors are parents respective marriages the beautiful painting this podcast about the movie mystic pizza okay i have a i have a scenario you're you're getting freaky i'm liking this scenario already and and you're making dead eye contact with a statue of jesus hot or weird hot both hot yeah yeah that was in the film as well. They stopped having sex because of the the Jesus statue at one point. I know. People get weird. People are so odd about that. Like, obviously, you're having a ton of premarital sex, but, like, the idea of doing it, quote-unquote, like, in front of Jesus, I did very... People get weird and hung up on that. And, and that's Connecticut me, like, culture. I'm not here to erase Connecticut culture. I mean, like, also, Jesus looks, like, incredibly slutty. Like, in this... In the usually yeah. the scenario that jesus jesus is in he's in this like bondage situation Sculptors and in like tiny decided that jesus was fucking cut yeah <laughs> yeah like renderings of jesus have decided that he was a piece in you know like tiniest I mean? fabric up against on this like bondage like how are you supposed to like not feel incredibly yeah. aroused when looking at that i don't know I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, you know, it's not an, an inconsiderable number of people who have been, like, slightly sexually awakened by, like, art of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's a, that happens. That's a phenomenon. Because, again, we decided that Jesus was a hot piece of ass in artistic rendering. Like, I don't know, uh, that, that common version of Jesus that looked nothing like the real Jesus would have. Um, but we've decided that not only is he our Lord and Savior, but also he can fucking get it. <laughs> yeah. And also he's like this, like, today he would be giving by wife energy. He's like this sort of like, like thin, mm. wafy, like sunken, yeah. like, ta- like androgynous little yeah. guy. By wife energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. As in he has one or as in he is one? He gives by wife energy. There's men that give by wife energy. There's a kind of man. The that energy gives... that they are a by wife or have a by wife. No, if you give by wife energy, which you do, thank you so much. It's and it's the highest compliment you can give a. I mean, you just compared me to our Lord, so um... <laughs> the Son of the Lord. As, well, he is, but also the, he's the son of the Lord, but also he is the Lord. It's very the Lord. Just, there's a square and there's a rectangle and one's one's a square and one, yeah. the other one's it's not a, listen, a There's a complex web. You're never going to untangle it. Yeah. I'm not smart enough for Christianity is what we're <laughs> arriving at. I can't. I don't understand this lore. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I would say, so by wife energy, as I understand it, is a man who buy women date or marry uh, mm. when they're at oh, their yeah. most yeah, healthy yeah, yeah. Mm. um yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's like the healthiest cis man option and many character actors give by wife energy and like john mulaney gives by wife energy and like totally totally basically it's the kind of guy that (laughs) by women desire John Mulaney um, played fucking Sarah Paulson's husband on season two of The Bear. Uh, so I think you're, I think you're like spot on there. Damn, I need to um, finish that season. I know, I, I haven't finished it either. It's intense. There's so much television and they dropped it all at once. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, but I, Jesus gives by wife energy, I guess. Now what if The Bear opened a pizza shop in connecticut <laughs> in mystic connecticut hold on when the bear's sitting back there and he's like cousin i need the pepperonis tv show in cousin thank you mystic pizza people were looking at jeremy allen white and saying that he should have been wonka because he bears a slightly better resemblance to gene wilder but i'm like we're looking at, like, plummetous levels of whimsy with Jeremy Allen White. You know what I mean? Like, that's not helping the lack of whimsy quotient here. I think that Jeremy Jeremy strikes is on that line of by-wife energy. Um, Ab- but 100%. he has this, like, he has this darkness that's, like, also, like... I mean, he's he's just incredibly sexy if you're an addict. Whether you're an addict in recovery or an addict who's active, he is <laughs> so right there. <laughs> I mean, I love that. You know, I mean, I mean, respect. I I understand it between Shameless and then this this show. Absolutely, and both of them are so like twelve step centered. Also, anyway, I just yeah. he is he every queer and more lesbian leaning person i know we're all just kind of like and then mm-hmm. there's him and we know he's so bad for us and yet here yeah. he is you know i bet he's lovely i know next to nothing about him as a real life person but well i know that i the the rumors are he left his wife after cheating on this last season of the bear with a pa ah uh, that's not my problem which is so <laughs> sad it's uh, it's i don't know it's what happens. These people aren't my friends. Can I can I tell you something funny about what me and Chat GPT were just talking about? Yeah. So I asked it to write a TV show scene, a sitcom TV show scene in the style of Mystic Pizza 1988 and The Bear 2022. And <laughs> mm-hmm. again, I'm not too worried that AI is going to take our jobs because here is here is what it set up for us. Thank title you. slice of wilderness the scene <laughs> the scene is set in a cozy cabin nestled deep in the woods surrounded by tall trees and the tranquil sounds of nature inside a group of friends have gathered for a weekend getaway i have a feeling mm-hmm. that the I bear like it's not i think it hurt the word bear i don't know i haven't read the scripts maybe it's a big take on the material i think it hurt the word bear this There's is what producers oh. actively want to replace us with this. They're like, yeah. we're going to use this, and then you're going to lightly edit it, and that is going to be a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what they're going for. <laughs> I I actually do feel like with some light tweaks, it'll 
be too passable, especially for things like network TV, like Big Bang Theory. And it's also like overwhelming Mm -hmm. talking to people who just like just mid-Americana, like love that stuff. Like people just like Big Bang Theory stuff. They just like it. Like they they enjoy it. They name their dogs after it. Like yeah, they love it. They yeah, that's jokes. That's jokes to them. Yeah. And they're I like, that's, a, that's the funniest show. Big Bang Those theory. people exist. And it is really hard to um, come. It's hard to come to terms with that and be like, that's true. That is true. And I just, we don't talk a lot, me and those people, about yeah. our interests because we don't share them. Nope. Um, but they like that stuff. They like, yeah, Dave Matthews Band and Big Bang Theory. And now why are we slagging on Big Dave? <laughs> crash into me. Why don't you crash? Um, Lily Taylor is hot was a note that I had. True, true. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't contribute to the uh, to the note. Uh, all my all my notes in this film lived right up here. So impressive. Thank you so much. I've been doing this for a long time. When I first started podcasting, I had like handwritten notes on a piece of notebook paper, you know, I was ready. I had my talking points. I was ready to go. And now I like roll in casually. <laughs> like it's I'm like, here you go. Here's some shit. Just tumble out. I put in my 10,000 hours. Did you see who, um, who had a little cameo in this movie? Oh, I sure did. The first on-screen appearance here as steamer, which is the most waspy Connecticut ass name like what? that's possible to have. But the first appearance, not the last appearance on this podcast, mind you, but the first appearance of Matt Damon. <laughs> Maddie D. Let Matt Damon say faggot. Let Matt I will. Damon say faggot. I'm not stopping him. Let Matt Damon say faggot that is my um platform Mm -hmm. it's my ongoing bit with myself he was called one by what a politician or something recent there was some yes yeah rudy giuliani (laughs) america's mayor um in a uh in a, in a in a in the in the sexual harassment case brought on uh, by his his former staffer uh, who recorded conversations with oh I gotta okay I, I'm sorry I gotta pull up the exact uh, uh, back and forth here and I think it's probably just closest in our text conversation future Kevin you're gonna have to edit out some some time where I where I track down this beautiful piece of art. <laughs> All right, so here is a transcription, verbatim, uh, between America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, and uh, his his former uh, 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 staffer, whose last name is Dunphy. Miss Dunphy. Who were the other Republicans who are celebrities? Mr. Giuliani. Ain't too many. Brad, not Brad Pitt, the other guy that looks like him. Miss Dunphy. Bradley Cooper? Mr. Giuliani. No, the other one. What the hell's his name? Miss Dunphy. Well, Matt Damon is very liberal. Mr. Giuliani. No, Matt Damon is a... Matt Damon is a fag. 
Matt Damon is also 5'2". Eyes are blue. Coochie, coochie, coo. Miss Dunphy. Maybe. I just want that song so bad. It's a real song. It's 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 not about Matt Damon uh, being a fag, but it's a real song from like 1925. Also, uh, everyone, quoting. for to clarify, um, when I say let Matt Damon say faggot, it's because yeah, he learned difference. from his child. He his child corrected him that he should not say that slur. Um, and he put out some statement that was like, I I'm learned. not saying it no more. <laughs> I'm not saying it because I learned it it's like, bad. It's one of those statements where you're like, you didn't have to say it. You <laughs> just stop saying it. You just not say it. Like a huge You having to put out a statement about it, it's worse. Because <laughs> it implies you're saying it a lot. Yeah. And he is, he's, he's from Boston. He's from Beantown. I wouldn't I guess, put it past him. I guess... Beamtowns, Steamtown. I guess he needed to like Steamtown USA. He needed to kind of rebrand and be like, you know, mm-hmm. that era is over. We don't say that anymore. We don't say that anymore. That's that's steamer talk. I'm <laughs> Matt Damon now. I don't talk like steamer anymore. <laughs> Baby Matt Damon. Remember the Super Bowl commercial for crypto.com where Matt Damon came out and was like, You're a pussy if you don't invest in crypto. No. But I also didn't watch the Super Bowl this year. Fair enough. I think it was a couple Super Bowls ago. Okay. I also didn't watch the Super Bowl a couple ago. Fair enough. But, they, you know, sometimes the ads, they leak. They, they, they do. I, I didn't watch the Super Bowl either, and I saw that commercial. Yeah, I, as a kid, I used to, like, look up, like, the, the best Super ads. Bowl. Yeah, on YouTube.com. I only watched the Super Bowl to be relentlessly advertised to. <laughs> that was, like, the socialized... It was a experience, huge thing. though. Yeah. yeah. Where it was, was like, oh, like... I watch it for the commercials. Mm-hmm. And now I remember uh, mom not talking to me about, like, coming out as queer for months. Just, like, not really acknowledging it or anything. Not believing it. And then she, out of the blue, sends me this YouTube link that's an SNL sketch of Kristen Stewart and that other girl doing a Tostino's ad like it was like a riff on my hungry boys Tostino I love that that's a it's such a good ad and they the boys are so distracted by the big game waiting for their like hot pocket to Tostino's whatever that the girls are just in the back having this huge lesbian love affair and it's like soft lighting and it, it, Mm. it was like a year when like a lot of lesbian period dramas were coming out and um was it like portrait of a lady on fire era it was before it was before that but oh, wow. probably like the favorite and before mm. that maybe even too no definitely before that it was 2017 oh okay when yeah so before both color. of those yeah um whatever it was and it and also Kristen stewart was like newly like celebratorily queer oh my god another exciting update i saw people uh magazine uh headline that said that olivia thermbly i think and elliot page had sex all the time while f- filming juno oh like, cool! the two best friends which is huge for me that's huge for me because that movie Congrats. is why i went into this business 
of podcasting and of show writing <laughs> copywriting for c-suite executives wow i mean juno juno stands remain undefeated you know juno juno stands stay winning fucking so happy about it it's so affirming too to be like i knew it and i could feel it and yeah. and i am the way i am because of this i've been juno pilled queer pilled trans pilled all of it i am's what i am you said Popeye gender queer icon. I also think there's opportunity for this mystic pizza film to become a series because we don't find out what's in that pizza. And that's like a, I really want to know what's in that pizza. It's like such a good, like, yeah, she doesn't teach them how to make the pizza laugh track moment. Yeah. What is in this pizza? Yeah. And it happens like all the time, you know, every so often people are just completely bowled over by the pizza. A real Connecticut slice of pizza pie. (laughs) It's just something in the water. It's just better in Connecticut. Something I was overthinking in that particular pot is as someone with allergies, we're kind of losing it's my people are the problem and mm. we're kind of like ruining secret ingredients for everyone else because you gotta know what all them ingredients are <laughs> i do or i'll die exactly no you gotta know what them ingredients it's are so fucking stupid my body you. i not thought about that my body thinks like some random seed is a virus and will try to kill me for no reason and i don't get to know when or why and nobody knows where it comes from people don't know how you develop allergies i just one day can't eat certain foods or it'll kill me that other people can eat poisonous only to me so weird bummer bummer summer I, i would think like by this age that i would have more answers as to i remember being so so young like early consciousness knowing that i'm definitely allergic to things yeah and just being like but when i'm an adult we're gonna they'll know have why. This shit out. Yeah, yeah. They'll have, they'll have nailed this down. No allergist. All right, here we go. Allergists are some of the biggest fucking frauds on the planet. You go to be a professional allergist, and you're like, cool. Do you have anything, even one thing, for my devastating seasonal allergies that like make it so that I'm basically sick for two months of the year? And they say, nope. <laughs> Sorry, we haven't figured that one out yet. Um, nothing, nothing. They're like, you go to an allergist and you're like, uh, what do you got? What's, what's the best treatment for this? And they're like, oh, you know, Claritin, Zyrtec, you know, it's on the shelf at the, uh, that'll be $300, please copay for, for that piece of information. Yeah. Yeah. I had a similar like experience cause I had a full body allergic reaction to something after top surgery, but it was six days later. So we think that it was the antibiotic, but it was my mm. last day taking the antibiotic had no reaction until the last day. So six days in mysteriously had a full body leopard print allergic reaction. And so now I just have to say that I'm allergic to this really important antibiotic for if anything else ever went wrong in my body it's a very important antibiotic that and penicillin and they aren't sure they just think it might be that but they can't test it bummer we're anti-allergists on this anti-allergens as well i suppose i i i I think everyone involved in the allergy issue is equally culpable and bad but uh we're pro pizza here we're pro pro pizza i can't eat pizza so this is purely a fantasy movie for me but 
Um, it's a fantasy movie for everyone. The, I the, love <laughs> the two Julias that we've covered so far are just like these beautiful takeaway fantasies. What if you lived in a nice little town and you looked like Julia Roberts? What if Richard Gere said, "Here's my credit card. Go nuts." Yeah, we're definitely pro Julia Roberts here. The boring smart sister plotline was boring, and that that had to have been just for like horny moms. Because across the board, it was bad. And it sucks when you watch someone, like, form an attachment to, like, a six-year-old when you know that it's just going to go south. And Yeah. All and the it. six-year-old forming the attachment. Like, the, the that's devastating for the six-year-old. Yeah. Being brought in, treated essentially as new mom, and then, like, one day, goodbye. I'll never see you again. Devastating for a yeah, six-year-old Yeah, and I also was, like, misled that, like, they were broken up. They just weren't telling the kid. Nope. So that was, and also like you sat, and Annabeth like, Gish both. They like literally like had rom com sex, which means we didn't really get to see anything. Yeah, that came and, like pans away. And the right, I mean, so brutal. And she's like eighteen. Ah, all of it's brutal. Yeah. And she's smart because she like knows stars. That's so vague. She knows stars. She works at the local Connecticut planetarium. Yeah, um, she's smart because she knows stars. She knows books. And uh, she wears cable knit sweaters. She wears conservative clothes, which means she's smart. And she wears his sweaters. Yes. But Julia, she wears tight clothes, and she is a she is a slut. She dumb. <laughs> she already had condoms. That's pre-existing how you condoms. She's no good. No good. Also, like bummer to like be, I guess twenty, and like be living with your mom in yeah. Connecticut. But you know she doesn't. She doesn't have the ambition. You know where is she gonna go? She has a dead end job at the pizza joint. That despite you know being the centerpiece of her whole life and our future Mystic Pizza sitcom, you know that's not. You're not gonna be able to move out. You're not gonna be able to to start a new life on a on a pizza waitress salary, slinging dough. In Europe, talk you about dough art. What? I'm sorry. Talk about dough art. That's a new kind of dough art. <laughs> so many questions with that joke. Yeah, hundred percent. Where did where did where did ChatGPT pull that one from? What's okay? Well, you know, you know what? To be fair, we have not typed in dough art to Google.com. I think I know what I'm gonna get, but uh, I'm just gonna type dough art into ChatGPT. Dough art. Guess what? People made dough that looks like stuff. Canvas of dough. No, now it's writing a scene just based off of the prompt. <laughs> dough art. Canvas what of dough. What dough is used for dough art? In a large bowl. Mix salt, flour, and water together. Yeah, dude, I know how to make dough. <laughs> dough. Dough. Here's how to make slime from classroom. I miss saying doy. I miss doy. people saying doy to me. We can bring that back. It's kind of harmless. Yeah. It's kind of like a harmless roast to be a like, doy. Doy. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, we should bring that back. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a funny noise. I think we, I think we got, I think we're, I think we're suited. I think that's good. Um, I don't know. I've, I've literally, I've exhausted every thought I could possibly have on the movie Mystic Pizza um, because we've I been had, talking about it. Yeah, I had a stream of consciousness list, but it's not it's, too, it's a very simple. It's like, it's a there's a meat film. cute. Yeah. She looks good. She has sure condoms. Does. It must be hard to be sexy and rich was something I wrote. Um, Too true. Too true. I think that was a line. I think that was a line and I liked it. Yeah. 
I bet. Am so. I babbling? Was one that bothered me. I remember. Yeah, babbling. Like, whenever like girls like say in movies like, "Oh my god!" Like, I'm trust so me, girl, babbling. you're never babbling. Trust, trust me, honey. I think it was you... smart girl. I think smart girl was babbling. <sighs> smart girl, she's so insecure, but she's so uh, smart. Oh, what did you think of the "All you love is my dick"? And like that whole fight and him being like, you're obsessed with having sex with me. That's what's so fun about them. That's why I want to follow them. Their relationship, very interesting. Their fights, untraditional. Not fights I am used to seeing characters have. It's, it's, a, it's a classic sort of, I mean, it's just sort of a, like a gender reversal of, I think, of the usual dynamic of like the woman is like, when are we going to get married? And the guy who's like, I like my freedom, you know, but they swapped it. And they made it a big, big man who's like, please marry me. And a little, little woman who's like, no. <laughs> it's very funny. There's actually a very, very popular reality TV show based on this premise right now called The Ultimatum. And there's a wow. queer version. And it's great. And I would the love Born to Ultimatum, talk to Matt Damon. The Born Ultimatum starring Matt Damon. What? The Born Ultimatum starring Matt Damon. Yeah, it's, it's a mix of a reality tv dating show and the born ultimatum and a spy thriller the born ultimatum (laughs) yeah so so one partner is a sleeper agent and the other partner (laughs) one partner wants to get married the other is a brainwashed sleeper agent I just, I'm sorry, this is a, a a bit, I was, I, I did not get back into stand-up, but if I ever did, I, I had this one where it was like, reality TV shows now are so complicated where it's like, one person believes in ghosts, the other is half Puerto Rican. We found 14 couples who fit this exact description. How will they get along on love competition? Whereas like when I was watching reality TV in like the 2000s, it was like, eat this bug. (laughs) (laughs) Eat a bug. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) It was a different game back then. Climb a rope and climb it the fastest. Yes, it was like, that was so, like that's or all you, you go had to home. Do. And yeah. now they have to like crowdsource like here are sixteen moms with an inappropriate relationship with their sons. <laughs> We're going to make them found the first moon colony <laughs> <laughs> on while dating Mommy Moon. <laughs> it's often and there's often yeah a, like a a love plot. I'm actually watching. No, we don't have to talk about reality. Okay. <laughs> Because you I'm don't watch good. it. Because I don't watch it. <laughs> I'll find and something And to be else. honest with you, I would sit here and I would nod politely. I wouldn't care. You can't care. I know. Care. I know. Uh, yeah. And that's and that's friendship. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed these first two episodes of, of Run the Julias. Um, we're on a somewhat monthly schedule, but I'm actually, like, very excited about this show. So, like, I don't know. Let's see what we can keep going. Let's see. I will see say we we're definitely on the polls because I, as you probably got here because you listened to... Last Culturista's Best 10 Julia Roberts movies as their new like series that they're doing where they have a list of 10 and their first one was pop single girlies and then their second choice was top 10 Julia's. We are not ranking the top 10 Julia's. We're doing a much more nuanced, much more long. As you can tell, like this is, you know, an hour in um, and long view. (laughs) It's a long, it's a long game. So if you if you listened to that and you're like, I need to talk about Julia Roberts more than yeah. I ever have, then th- this is the space for you. We, we're we going to have a gala at the end of this. We're going to have an award ceremony for various right. 
Julia Roberts themed things. Yeah, it's every fantastic. After we after every twelve movies, we're gonna do a little Julia Awards, uh, where we give out the Julias, and so that'll be fun. And and right now, you know, I've had people after the drop of our first episode, uh, you know, people were like, "I gotta come on, I gotta talk about this one, I gotta talk about this one, I gotta talk about this one." So we're gonna start doing a run of guests, and I believe our next episode is going to be about. Uh, a little film that I think people are very familiar with, a little movie called Ocean's Eleven. Y'all heard about this one. Y'all heard about Ocean's Eleven, a supporting term from Julia. You know, we're gonna kind of, we're gonna kind of shift. We're kind of, kind of, kind of change the formation here. Run the ocean. Run the ocean. We only have to run two oceans. She's only in two of the five films uh, with oceans in the title, so we only have to watch those two. And guess what? They're both fucking. Great. It's gonna be a good, gonna be a good time. Love to oceans. I do. I think the last time I watched it, I uh, rented it from Blockbuster Video. So Hell I'm looking forward yeah. to so that'll be it. fun, fun, uh, fun revisit. Um, let's see uh, if you are listening to us about when this episode drops. I'm just gonna tell you where it's streaming. If you're that sort of person. If you don't own it on DVD, it uh, looks like you can stream Ocean's Eleven on the TNT, TBS, and True TV apps. Uh, or oh, rent my it. favorite! Yeah, my favorite apps. I love those apps. Uh, or rent it for a reasonable rate on basically every service where you can rent movies and television shows. And if you didn't know, there might be a website called like One Two Three Movies or something where you can watch something. If you didn't and know, pirate nobody it. told. But like, yeah. we know that downloading pirated films is stealing I would never have this movie on my Plex server. I would never. I would, I would never learn dream. how to get a different VPN or whatever to I would specifically never watch this along with us. Do that. I'm no also way. if you start like shelling out views, shelling out money, we might even like have bonus episodes about Emma Roberts and other like Nepo babies in this that universe of Julia Roberts. Fascinating. I would honestly like, I would love to talk about Scream 4. I would love to talk about Scream Queens. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. If you stay, we can get these episodes out more regularly. First of all, you get the episodes a full week early. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. You can also encourage us to do more stuff like the proposed Emma Roberts series. What about Eric Roberts, her, her, her cousin? He's done a million movies. We have also, so many options. I mean, it's just a dollar, right, Kevin? It's just a dollar. Just one dollar. You can give me more, but the dollar is the baseline. Uh, you get episodes of Run the Julias and Movies for Babies a full week early. And uh, you can uh, perhaps influence what we're doing uh, and help us do it more often. So, And Patreon. in a true inverted reversed uh, way, I make a dollar to every 70 cents that Kevin makes. So yes. we're equalizing um, gender. Right, we're reversing the pay gap. Even though we I'm think not the pay gap woman. is good. It should just be opposite. <laughs> exactly. We are pro pay gap, but we think so, it should be reversed. If I'm not a girl anymore, do I get like to mm. get all the? But I don't. I'm not a boy either. So what do I? What do I get? Mm, the pay gap only accounts for the binary. We must. Fuck. We must consider. That explains the pay why gap. I'm so broke right now. Actually. Yeah, no one's figured out the pay gap for you yet. <laughs> the gap is just that there is... That there is no pay. There is no pay. 
The pay gap is a gap in payment. Um, uh, I'm sorry to make light uh, of your of your current situation. We're gonna get you back on the horse, buddy. Thanks, pal. We're gonna get you a great media analysis job after our exemplary work here on Run the Julias. Not all um, of us can be textile moguls like you. Listen, I'm wheeling and dealing. <laughs> I'm selling. I'm selling vinyls left and right. I ain't selling shit. Um. Yes, and we will be back next time, next month. I don't know. Our schedule is our schedule. Um, with Oceans 11. And if Thank we you. had a send-off from the first episode, I don't remember what it is. Thanks for running the pizza. See you next time to run the ocean. Wow, running the ocean, just like Jesus. <laughs> the hottest man I can think of. So sexy. Hey, sexy Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot about that. Forgot about Hamlet 2, the most like 2005 film ever made. Oh my god. I don't think I've ever seen it. I completely forgot about that. About rocking sexy Jesus. I remember watching it like feeling like, I'm not old enough to watch this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I was like, I haven't seen Hamlet 1. Will I understand what's happening? When life keeps handing you anchovies. Just cover them up with some extra cheese And make a pizza With what you got Life is a pizza With everything on top Pizza With what you got Life is a pizza With everything on top That was quite a show Very entertaining Please tell your friends about this show